you guys remember what we talked about last week? We talked about uh, the big lie. The big lie of the pro-choice movement. And remember how we ended last week? We ended last week talking about the problem that we're facing. The true, the true root of the issue is not, it's not abortion. It's not the taking of of our, it's not the sacrifice of our children. That's the fruit of the real problem that is vexing this nation and the nations of the West. The real issue under abortion is sex. The real issue when it comes to abortion is sex. The vast majority of abortions, the vast majority of abortions are done through single women and single men that have sex outside of marriage. You know, we say that, that uh, Christianity is the largest religion in the world. You know, and people say, well, Muslims are catching up or what, whatnot. But that's not true. That's not true. The, uh, Christianity is not the largest religion in the world. Nor is the Muslim religion. The largest, the largest religion in the world is sex. Sex is officially the world's largest religion with more passionate worshipers and evangelists than the church. Sex is a religion. This is nothing new. Read the Old Testament. We're going to look at it today. Sex has always been a religion. Satan always counterfeits. He always perverts. He always takes the gifts of God and destroys men's and women's lives through them. Sex is a religion. An LGBTQIA... Now I know my ABCs. Those are the denominations of that religion. And abortion is the demonic counterfeit of the sacrifice of their sons to their God. But the, but the worship of a demonic God, this demonic God of sex is, is nothing new. Look, look, look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 20. It says, and you took your sons and daughters whom you have borne to me, and these you sacrificed to them to be devoured. Were your whoring so small a matter that you slaughtered my children and delivered them up as an offering by fire to them? Again, I have to preference this message that we are speaking to the demonic forces of wickedness that are in the earth that are robbing and stealing and killing and destroying men and women's lives, we are not speaking to individuals. And listen to me, if, if, if someone interprets that I'm speaking to them, that I'm condemning them, you have a false identity. And Jesus Christ wants to give you a new identity. He wants to set you free from shame and condemnation. That's the problem with this, is people 
grab hold of this worship as this is my identity. Just as we are supposed to grab hold of the identity of Christ in our worship. It's all a perversion. It's all twisted. It's all darkness. It's just a counterfeit. Let's talk about the religion of Christianity for a moment. Think about this. This is a broad stroke um, outlining the Christian faith and the practices. So, in Christianity, there are a variety, variety, yeah, you said it, of denominations, right? And they have their unique ways of practicing the Christian faith, right? There are also sacraments or sacred acts like baptism and communion that publicly identify people with their religion so that others can see and know their religious commitment. Christianity is based on the concept of God, a loving Father, sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem and bring humanity freedom from sin. Christianity has evangelists, and they have missionaries, right? Who devote their lives to engaging with others to convert them and spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And lastly, churches have children's ministries where the next generation is trained up to remain loyal to, to their Savior, Jesus Christ. And to be committed to the faith. Everything that God creates, Satan counterfeits. We are going to, we're pulling back the curtain. He, he, this, it might look different in our day and age. He might have dressed it up and shined it up for our culture and for 2022. But it's the same thing that he has done throughout countless generations. Look at how this counterfeit is detailed out by Paul in Romans. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. See, this is the... I, 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 can't, I gotta, can't preach all these scriptures because we won't be here all day. But I just want you to know, this idea that there is not a God, this idea that there is not true righteousness and true holiness, that this idea that there, we weren't created for a purpose is a lie. Whenever someone says they don't believe in God, just look them right in the eye and say, you're a liar. Because God says that the truth, they suppress the truth. God is too good not to let you in on His existence. Not to put that desire in you. Not to have the truth planted deep inside you. Every human being that's ever walked this earth knows the truth. That there is a God and you are not Him. It says, For what can be known about God is plain to, plain to them. Because God has shown it to them. 
For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly perceived even since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. We are without excuse. In verse 21, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. We live in a generation that is not thankful. We, we, we live in one of the most unthankful generations in history. We take so much for granted. And one of the very first things of walking away from God is not being thankful for God. Not being thankful for your existence. Not honoring God. But they became futile in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise. Is this not our generation? They, we, we are so wise. They became fools. How many of you said, don't these people have common sense? The things, the choices they make. They don't make any sense. We, we shared that last week. How New York wants, has abortion up to delivery. And they're even talking about maybe we should allow the, the mother to give birth and then discuss whether what to do with the baby. And then they turn around the very next week and say, we got to put masks on our children. For, for a virus that scientifically they have, will not die from if they get it. It has nothing to do with the virus. It has nothing to do for them caring for our children. It has to do with control. It has to do with manipulation. It has to do with fear. It says, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man. We worship man. I can't. You, Holy Spirit, teach them. Resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. We worship animals more than our fellow man. Therefore God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. See, this is a lie. And they worshipped. See, this is a worship service. This is, this, they worship sex. They worship the earth. They worship creation. They worship themselves. And serve the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26, For this reason... God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. Nature's, nature itself says that it's contrary. It doesn't work. It's not right. Nature says this. Not only God, but nature itself. And men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Why did all this happen? Because they did not honor God. They weren't thankful for God. And they didn't recognize Him as their Creator and Lord. Men committing shameful acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Again, I want to say, we're pulling back the curtain on this demonic deception that is in the earth, not on individuals. Jesus did not come to condemn men, but to save men and women. Right? Got to preference that now too. 
And since they did not see, a, see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a deep, debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malicious. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithful, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice these things deserve to die, then they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. They promote it. Paul, here in Romans, says if people do not worship their Creator, they end up worshiping creation. And you can... Let me tell you, religion is creation. It's a creation of men, by men. See, we always look at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we always talk about what we consider evil. But there's two sides of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's also the good. Right? And yes, those that practice the sex of religion... They, they, they wrap everything up that, oh, this is good. This, this is love. This, you need to be compassionate. You, 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 you need to be... Um, uh, we need justice. And they wrap it up in this. But also religion. Religion of, of, of works mentality and self-righteousness. That's all the fruit from the same exact tree. There is only one thing that leads to life, and that is the tree of life, Jesus Christ, in whom we are to consume, in whom we are to feed upon, and who is to become our very substance. And so, if you don't worship God, and you're not thankful for God, you end up worshiping creation, and seeing that the human body, with all its passions and all its pleasures, and it's the most beautiful thing and the most wonderful thing that God has made, people end up worshiping sex. People who worship the body and sex are foolish. But they think they're wise. The religion of sex is just a counterfeit of Christianity. Tell me if I'm wrong. They have different denominations spelled out in their LGBTQ IA or whatever it is. Those are just different denominations of the religion of sex. They have missionaries and evangelists trying to convert people to join their, their, their religion and, 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 and enter into their sexual sacraments of the religion. When anyone speaks against people who worship the sex god, the truth, the truth is suppressed. And everything from social media, throttling, to fake news and cancel culture, right? Recently, the religion of sex has decided that they need to have a children's ministry. And they need to go 
and they need to do this because of the very fact that their lifestyle does not produce many children. And the ones that they do produce, they sacrifice. They have decided to take over the schools and write new curriculum to convert your kids to their religion. Everything the Bible teaches about sex traces back to the first two chapters of Genesis. Genesis and Genesis is the book that opens up with the famous words, in the beginning. And this is where sex began also. The human uh, sexuality begins in the Garden of Eden where God created all things and all things were what? Good. They were good. He designed male and female and sexuality. You know, He didn't look down and say, what are they doing? I, 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 I never knew they were going to do that. Right? He defined gender. He defined marriage. And He defined sex as it was meant to be. We see the world that as God made it before sin corrupted it. And when, when God told humans to be fruitful and multiply, to replenish the earth, and He established marriage as a covenant to be consummated sexually. See, Moses recorded this. Jesus echoed it. And the Apostle Paul confirmed it and repeated it. Long before human governments existed, God created marriage and established the family unit as the first building blocks of cultures and nations. The family unit, as God created it, is the only thing that creates healthy nations, healthy cultures. That is why the, the, the family unit, as God created it, is under attack. They want to destroy and dismantle the family. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, it presents a world, oh, excuse me, chapter 1 and 2, it presents a world as God meant it to be. If you want to know what God intended the world to look like, go back and read Genesis 1 and 2. And Genesis chapter 3 reports the fall of the human race, their leap into sin. And tragically, sex and marriage were among the first casualties. Think about that. The Old Testament records endless devastation of sexual sin and its consequences. The examples are bro uh, of broken sexu sexuality include the disaster of polygamy, the rampant lust of Sodom, the, womanize the womanizing of a key spiritual leader in Sans Samson, right? The sexual failings of great kings and incestuous rape is all from the tragedy of sin and humanity walking away from what God intended and what God called good. This is just to name a few. Sex is now the official Western, religion of the Western culture and is much bigger than Christianity. And its worshipers call themselves Christians. See, a teacher or administrator, they, they, they will 
be getting a lot of trouble. They'll be fired if they go into school and they carry a Bible. Right? But they're applauded if they are wearing a rainbow shirt or a flag of that religion. We were just talking about this week. Whenever I've seen those rainbows, I think, well, they must be on the coalition against global flooding. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it's true. A teacher or administrator, a, a, a football coach has to go to the Supreme Court because he prayed on a football field and his team wanted to join him. They weren't forced to join him. Not only his team, but the fans. And they had to go to the Supreme Court for that. But we now have drag queens coming in and doing drag shows right in our public school system. Even though the Bible says that the rainbow is God as a warrior hanging His bow in the sky. Promising that He would never flood the earth again as He did by judging sinners by water in the days of Noah. That's a beautiful picture of God's grace. He saved the eight. Why? So He could have a remnant so He can save us all. And that rainbow is God's bow. And the rainbow is curved pointing up. It's not pointing down. Because the next time that He judged sin of the whole world, He would be shooting and taking it into Himself through the cross of Jesus Christ. In case you were wondering, these are the things that, the, that God says is evil, is wrong. Fornication, adultery, polygamy, rape, incest, homosexuality, bestiality, prostitution, sexual immorality, pagan sexual activity. We live in a time where religion loves to talk about addiction. Talk about, you know, you shouldn't smoke. You, 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 Alcoholism is wrong. And all of, these, all of these things. But we avoid other things. Lust and, and sex is, is an addiction. It's an addiction and it's rampant. It's rampant in our society. Pornography. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, in the Church of Corinth and those things, they, they would go visit temple prostitutes to worship their God. But now with the internet and pornography, we can do it in the luxury of our own homes. We don't have to be seen walking into those temples. And I'm here to tell you, young, young men, old men, that it's a perversion and it's a lie from the pit of hell and it's out to rob, kill, and destroy everything that God has for your life. And it's as dangerous as heroin. It's as dangerous as addiction to alcohol. And when, and when, and when you consume it, it, it whets an appetite that is never quenched. 
You know, the, the, the wisest man that ever walked, walked the earth before Jesus showed up, Solomon, he talks about this. He says in Proverbs chapter 5, he says, My son, pay attention to wisdom. Is that right? Pay attention to... Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. Oh, my goodness. What's that? Oh, this. My son, pay attention to wisdom. I'm right. Um, of uh, chapter 5, verse 1. That you may preserve um, discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman or man drip with honey. And her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Sharp as a two-edged sword, her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. Least you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable. You do not know them. Therefore, hear me now, my child, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way from her, and do not go near the door of her house. Least you give honor, your honor to others, and your years are cruel, are a cruel one. That is God's warning against lust, against this desire of, of sex and the worship of sex that it leads to death. It gives you, tempt, it gives you temptation and it gives you thinking that it has something to offer, but it ends up becoming bitterness within you and it destroys your life. Hear the words of Solomon. Hear the words of wisdom. Flee from those door, doorways. Do not visit it. Each of these denominations in the religion of sex is at odds with the Bible. Scripture lists sexual acts that are outside of a monogamous, heterosexual marriage. And, and, and this, this just includes those, in these sexual acts that they're forbidden by God, for God's people. And the reason why is for their preservation. The reason is for... Forbidden is for their preservation, for their safety, and so that they can truly enjoy life. God is not about ending the party. God's about making sure that your party, your life, goes on for a real long time. He desires to preserve you. He desires you to enjoy life to the full. And the only way that you can fully be content the only way you can truly be satisfied is living the way that God designed humanity to live. Scripture gives us spiritual insight when it comes to sex. It illuminates the truth that sex does not merely involve our bodies, but it also includes our souls. Do you realize that? We think it's just a physical thing. But God created it. And God created it, and when He creates something and he gives us a sacrament of marriage in it, that's a covenant, He ties the spirit and the soul to it. 
You know, we, you have people that say, oh, it's just sex. That's not true. It's not just sex. If, if you were physically assaulted by someone, our laws would have a certain penalty for that. But if you were sexually assaulted by someone, our laws have a greater penalty for that. So apparently it's not just sex. Apparently getting beat up, getting a bloody nose is a lot different than being raped. This is common sense. This is nature. We know it. But we suppress the truth. It's not, it does not just involve our bodies, but it includes our soul. And when, when, when used sinfully, it creates these soul ties. That's why there's addictions tied to it. And emotional damage that, that follows a person all of their life. If not by the grace of God. Contrary to many people's wrong perception, God is pro-sex. God is pro-sex. That's a good place to say amen. I mean, He created it after all, right? And He said that everything He created was good. And the Bible has a very positive view of sex. Right? Within a heterosexual marriage. There's a whole book dedicated to the subject of sex. That for you married folk, you should go home and do a Bible study on. The Song of Solomon. Right? Get a modern day translation. Figure out what some of that, those sayings actually mean. I preach, a, I preach a message on it that I probably won't have the guts to preach now. I was young and dumb back then. But uh, I had a preference that this is an R-rated message, but it's out of the Bible. So God is pro-sex. He, 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 he created it to be enjoyed. Right? But the problem is, is that the fiery passions of sex are designed by God to keep us safe, to keep us warm, right? But if you let the fire out of the fireplace, it burns the whole house down. Right? Fire the way it's intended can keep you warm. It can be enjoyed. But if you take it out of where it's intended to be, it robs, kills, and destroys. This is what ha- and this is what is what is happening as we worship sex and sacrifice our children. According to one study, listen to this. This this debunks so many lies when it comes to the subject of abortion. Forty nine percent. of the people who got an abortion used it as their only form of birth control. And we're not even making an attempt not to be pregnant. 49%. When sex is a demonic religion, dead children... Are the sacrifice? I gotta speed up. 
And the sacrifice of one's child is nothing but a demonic counterfeit of the death of the Son of God who died for us all. Do you see that? For those that don't see the connection, read the Old Testament. That is given as an example for us of many times of what not to do. Right? This sexual demonic activity is nothing new and, and is common throughout the Old Testament. Take Solomon. Solomon's wives practice other false demonic religions and eventually he did the same. And the same man that built the, built the temple for the Lord built places of worship for demons. And there's many churches that are doing that right now. Solomon worshipped demonic false gods and had many wives and forbidden sex that likely extended beyond 700 wives and 300 concubines. He also encouraged others, encouraged others, including God's own people, to do the same. And he paid for it all with the tithes of the people. Who were these demonic sex gods? Here's a little bit of... This, this is what is in our culture today. It's the same old demon. Excuse me. Aseroth, also known as Venus, is a Canaanite goddess of sex, often worshipped with her male counterpart, Baal, with sex being part of their cultic worship. Just like, see, just like our sign outside gives people an idea of what to expect, these sex cults had large poles in the ground atop of high places, and it was a um, phallic symbols, which were means sexual organs, to let everybody know where they can find the most sinister sex. We don't we don't hang nothing up in front of places, do we? She was one of the many many ancient God, demons considered the holy ones or the sacred prostitutes and idols. The idols representing her often were nude and pornographic. Then you have Milakum, also known as Moloch. He was a demon chief god of the ancient Amorites. The Bible mocks this, 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 this false god because the Hebrew equivalent to his name means shame. David conquered the Amorites and their de demons in battle through the power of Yahweh. But then Solomon turned around and worshipped this demon god, which was a complete betrayal against both God, his father, and the kingdom that he was given. The Bible dictionary says worship of this deity, which was accompanied by sacrificing children in the fire, and was strictly prohibit, prohibited to Israel. You can see that in Leviticus 18.21, Jeremiah 32.35. In 1 Kings 11.15 it says, For Solomon went after Astaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Moloch, the abomination of the Amorites. Thank God that Solomon's future descendant, Josiah, later tore down and destroyed all these sites of worship that Solomon built to demons. The counterfeit worship of Moloch in involved both sex and the sacrifice of children, including the first 
firstborn sons as a mockery of Jesus Christ, the firstborn Son of God, who is to die to save sinners. That's what it's all about. God says the seed of the woman was going to crush Satan's head. And Satan says, well, I'll kill your son. I'll kill the seed of the woman. Leviticus 18.21 says, You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. They even sacrificed their own children by fire as if they were placing them on the flames of hell. Even Mesha, the king of Moab, sacrificed his firstborn son as a burnt offering to Moloch. Moloch was such a powerful demonic force that it seduced many of God's people into sexual sin, as the Scriptures calls, whoring after Moloch. Think about this. When sex is your God, children are produced. And what do you do with all these children? You sacrifice them. In Leviticus 20, 2-3, it says, Say to the people of Israel, any one of the people of Israel or the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Moloch shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I myself will set my face against that man and I will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Moloch. To make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. This act of worship to the sex gods is all about profaning the name of our Heavenly Father. In verse 4, And if my people of the land do at, do at all close their eyes to that man, when he gives one of his children to Moloch and do not put him to death, then I will set my face against that man and against his clan and will cut them off from among their people, him and all who follow him, and whoring after Moloch. If the church does not rise up in this hour and do what is needed, God says that he'll step. See, although everything God creates, Satan counterfeits. Please know when you read about Solomon building the places of worship or false God, for these false gods, don't think for one moment they were anything like the temple that was built to Yahweh, to the one true God. They weren't like that at all. They also Because they, they just counterfeit everything. They had pagan priests whose duties included overseeing the sexual orgies at the temple and not only sacrificed animals, but sacrificed children to demon God of sex. These temple counterfeits, there are nothing more, these, temp, these temple counterfeits are nothing more than a cult, strip club, and abortion clinic all in one. This is what Solomon built and was eventually destroyed and was judged by God as purely evil. 
See, when we look at it like this, when we look at it as what it truly is, we can dress it up in our modern day culture, in our modern day um, clean facilities and, and uh, fun and all these, all these things. But it's the same demon. It's the same cult. It's the same way of worshiping. The Bible, um, a Bible resource that we looked at um, stated that children's sacrifice was an important part of the Phoenician religion. The large, a large cemetery dating to 400 to 200 B.C. in a Phoenician city of Carthage contained 20,000 urns with the cremated remains of 20,000 to 40,000 children as old as four years old. Do you know that in California, they told police officers that if there's an infant fatality in a home, not to investigate it? The inscriptions at the site indicated that children were sacrificed to a Phoenician god, um, though the reason for the sacrifice is unclear, but I think we know, know what, it is, what it was. The Bible makes it clear. The biblical text uh, indicates that the king Mesha, M-E-S-H-A, of the neighboring Moab sacrificed his own son in an attempt to avert defeat at the hands of the Israelites. He murdered, he sacrificed his own son. Why? So that his life might be better. We never heard that before, have we? We never heard that logic. See, we are battling the same demons today. And they want to do the same thing to our marriages, to the marriage of Christians, what they did to the marriage of Solomon. How did Solomon end up? Everything is just vanity. Life isn't even worth living. The man that had everything you could ever desire was depressed and suicidal. See, we must never forget that Satan did, did not show up to attack our first parents until after their wedding day. Solomon serves as a sobering and a frightening example of what anyone of us is capable of if we, do, if we take our sin and our God lightly. This can happen to anyone. These same demonic powers are at play in our culture today. Free sex and abortion on demand and, and, and are, are, or, or you call it worship and sacrifices. It doesn't matter what you call it. In the Old Testament it was called worship and sacrifices. So now we, now we just call it free love and pro-choice. Sexual morality is the tree from which the deadly fruit of abortion comes. And until we cut down that tree, of the, this count, cut down this counterfeit, we will not see an end to the desire to kill our children. 
And if you claim to be a Christian and, and you disagree with the pro-life position, you need to be aware that Christianity did not start with you, it's not defined by you, and it will not be changed by you. And for those that are here, we, you know, we know spiritually already where these demonic counterfeits will lead us, where it will lead our nation. It will lead to self-destruction. It will lead to brokenness. And it leads to death. And if you started down this path of destruction, the longer you wait, the darker and grosser and deadlier each step becomes. Flee. Flee from that house of lust. Today is the day for you to turn around. To repent. To turn around and to run. To run to God for forgiveness and restoration. Believe the Gospel. Believe the good news. That sin shall not have dominion over you. Where sin abounds, grace does not much more abound. And that God power in His grace can break any stronghold off your life. Awaken. Awaken from the lie. Awaken from the stupor. That tells you it doesn't hurt anybody. You know what? You're somebody. And it hurts you. And God cares about you. God cares about you. The lie, listen to the lies that we've told ourselves. It's no different than the alcoholic. It's no different than the drug addict. It's a deception from the pit of hell. And it's trying to destroy your destiny. It's trying to destroy why you were created. It's trying to destroy your family. It's trying to build generational mindsets and, and, and curses within your family. And you need to know that Jesus Christ breaks the curse. You are not who your father was. You are not who your mother was. You are not what was done to you. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Amen. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. And you have been created by a loving Creator. And you have purposes and destiny within you. He has created you for life and godliness. And you can be set free through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Gospel and the grace of Jesus Christ. We, as a church, need to be a place of healing and redemption. We need to be a place of healing and redemption. Do you understand what this religion is doing to people out there? Do you understand what the religion of sex is doing to our children? 
They are being physically and mentally abused. They are being lied to and deceived. They are told that this is how that they will find contentment. They, would t- tell, they tell children that, that God didn't know what He was doing when He created you. You need to be a boy. But God created you a girl. And then they give them medication that sterilizes them. They give them surgeries that are barbaric, that are unreversible. And when they find out that they, at the end of everything they could possibly do, there is no contentment. Everything's vanity. The suicide rate for those that are sexually deceived by demonic forces, when they make those transitions, are just as high as those that do not have those sex surgeries and stuff. The science is there. The science is there in homosexuality. Homosexuality, it's literally better for you to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day than live a homosexual lifestyle. That's not the Bible, that's science. Margaret Singer started Planned Parenthood. She was a Nazi genetic. She believed in the Nazi cult. She she believed in in genetic and creating the the perfect race. She was a member of the KKK, spoke at the KKK, hated minorities, hated black people. And she started and was the founder of Planned Parenthood. And almost all Planned Parenthoods are in poor neighborhoods. And there are more children of God, black children of God in New York City that are aborted every year than that are, that are, that are actually born. That's true. The devil is a liar. And he is robbing, killing, and destroying and telling you it's freedom. It's a choice. It's it's pro-choice. That means freedom, doesn't it? No. It's a lie. It doesn't bring freedom. It brings pain. It brings suffering. It brings condemnation. It brings guilt. It brings anger. And the problem is, is some of these people, see, I see right through the lie. When, when, when these people that are so angry about people that believe in the sanctity of life and, and wants to stop abortion. They get so angry with them. They're not angry at us. They're angry. They don't even realize what they're really angry about. They're angry that they were told that if I just do this, everything will be better. It just happens in two or three hours and you walk away and your life just keeps on going. And it doesn't. It's there forever. It's there forever. You're always remembering it. And they're so angry. They're so angry when anything that comes up against that 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 debunks that lie. They're not angry at us. They're not angry at God. They don't know what they're angry at. But I can tell you what they're angry at. They're angry at the lie of the devil. They're angry at the lie that it was free, freeing, that it was bringing liberty. And Jesus Christ can set you free. Jesus Christ can set you free. Jesus Christ 
can heal the brokenhearted. Jesus Christ can make you a new creation in him. Jesus Christ can even give you a hope. Now you, you will see that child again. He is dearly beloved. Didn't Jesus say that the kingdom of God is full of little children such as these? God doesn't forget those children. God doesn't see that they were fearfully and wonderfully made by the Creator. And there can be a glorious renewal and reunion in the blessed hope of Jesus. Church, these messages aren't fun. Some, uh, some people might get off on, on this type of stuff, but I, I have no, no enjoyment whatsoever preaching this. Because it's so sad. Of everything that that serpent, the devil, has done to humanity and done to the children of God and how he's so perverted God's plan, his Eden, his paradise for us. And how deceived, how deceived the churches. Again, go over those scriptures. Go over the Old Testament. Do some research on those pagan acts of worship. It goes, it goes so far there, that, that bestiality, all those things. You ever wonder why um, when the donkey talked, they didn't say, why are you talking? Because they're, they're, they're animals were demon-possessed. And we are in a place today in our culture that people laughed at when people warned that this is where everything's going. We, we have teachers that correct their students in class on video saying you do not call them pedophiles, you call them ma maps. Minor attracted person. Don't tell me that sex isn't a religion. Don't tell me that those same demons of Moloch is not still alive and well in our, in our cultures today. And it's time that the church of Jesus Christ stands up in the midst of persecution. Amidst of what your family will say. Amidst what your, your college educated kid is going to say. Your grandkid is going to say. And just look them straight in the eye and when they give all these reasons why abortion sh should be a right, you look at them and say, you know. You know. Because they know. They know. Amen. I'll shut up now. Proposal 3 is a demonic declaration of what they want to do to our children and in the worship of sex in our state. Someone told me last week I might have went too far by showing the video and 
saying that, but I don't care. You might, die, you might go to heaven, but you do not have the heart of your Heavenly Father or of Jesus Christ and vote yes on Proposal 3. It's demonic. All the proposals are demonic. Might as well throw them all in there. You're going to get in trouble for one, might as well get in trouble for all. You need to be telling your friends. You need to be telling your families. You need, you need to be getting out and show, lifting the curtain on this deceptive lie of these demons of hell, of the God of sex. Because that's really what it is. It, it all leads to where we are today. Amen? Well, Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You for the Word of God. We thank You that we're not left in the dark. We don't have to look at the, 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 uh, the plans and the, the devices of the enemy and say, I don't understand this. When you, We have it all in the Bible. There is nothing new under the sun. Satan is not doing anything new. It might be a new culture in a new day and, and, and new methods, but it's the same old lie. It's a worship of that demonic God. It's a counterfeit of Christianity. It's, it's a sacrifice of our children for a better life instead of the sacrifice of God Almighty for a better life. Heavenly Father, we ask that there would be a boldness on, the, on, on Your church in this nation. That it would stand up for righteousness. It would stand up for holiness. And at the same time, we would see our place in this this moment in time that we would be a hospital in a place of restoration and healing for those that are being destroyed by this demonic lie. That, they, that we would actually be a place where they could come and be set free. Where they could find their true identity and their true purpose in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank You that Your grace is sufficient. There is no impartable sin except the denial. The denying of Holy Spirit of faith in Christ Jesus. That's the only sin that can't be pardoned. Heavenly Father, may we be a place, may we be a place of restoration, be a place of grace, be a place of that people are set free and delivered from these demonic strongholds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisnt.